This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain that everything you've ever been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. So I'm joined today by my guest, call-in guest from Queens, New York, Jonathan Sitcherman, number one in your hearts, number five in your programs. You know him, you got to love him, and you can call him to send him a referral at 315-657-8086. Is that correct, Jonathan? That's correct. That's toll-free day or night, by, by the way. So uh, <laughs> you were on the last week, which for us was five minutes ago, and uh, <laughs> because we pre-record these things. But uh, we were talking about uh, hiring an assistant, and then you have an additional question about uh, finding the money problem. So go ahead and ask that question, and we'll just take it on, fearless agent style. Sure. Sure thing. So um, like I said before, you know, in, in my market in New York, the turnover rate is a lot slower than it would be in other parts of the country, you know, like Midwest and everything like that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure that I'm preparing myself when it comes time for me to call these people back with that date that's unique to them in Mojo and knowing that they definitely have a problem. So I'm not wasting my time, you know, a year, two years from now, once I, once they're finally, you know, once I'm in that situation. So, uh, I know for a fact that's going to make me successful. Like, you know, finding this money problem through the where question Mm-hmm. Um, that you give us and you teach us. So um, I was wondering if we could maybe go through it or, or role okay. play it. I can let, let me ask you about the turnover ever. rate. What makes you think it's lower where you are than it is where I am, let's say? Well, if the houses are you know, like, you know, minimum 650 to maximum 1.2. Well, that that's not necessarily a reflection of the turnover rate. That would be a reflection of the uh, density. For example, in Queens, New York, in Manhattan would be a a good example. The buildings are taller in Manhattan than they are in Scottsdale. So the density is greater, which means if you own a single-family home anywhere near there, uh, the land underneath it – let's let's do an example. Let's say a 1,500-square-foot, three-bedroom, two-bath, 1960 house in your area where you live would cost how much? Yeah, I'm going to go with around 700 at least in the crappy neighborhood. Or would you like a good neighborhood? No, no, a decent average condition. 1960s, three-bedroom, two-bath, 1,500-square-foot house on a little tiny lot, tract home. Yeah, let's say say 800 then. Okay. So let's take that house and then go to uh, Oklahoma City, where I will be coming soon, by the way. In Oklahoma City, I'm going to guess that same house would cost 250. Okay. So in both those two locations, same age house, same condition house, which house would have more value? 
And the answer is they have the same value. It would cost the same to build those two houses. They were they were they were mm. worth the most the day they were built, and they've gone down in value. Somebody stunk it up, wore it out, slammed it, you know, crammed it, it scuffed it, dented it, and the houses went down in value. Only the land underneath has ever gone up. So that's that's the way mm. that works. So it's really – I don't think it's the turnover rate that's different. It's the demand that's different. There's a much higher demand. For example, Manhattan, I would fake my own death to get out of living in Manhattan. I have no interest in that. Why? Because I'm in Scottsdale where there's bikini weather eight months out of the year for goodness sakes. Um, but most people disagree with me. So um, so you know that's just the way it is. But. But I don't think it's the turnover rate. It's just the demand. So how does that okay. affect you? What you, th- what you thought was the turnover rate, which I'm not – it could be different also. That may be true. But, but how do you think that affects you? I think you were alluding to the fact that you might have to make more calls than somebody in Oklahoma City to book five listing appointments a week. Is that what you meant? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. It's <laughs> See, more, he was complaining. Like that's what he was. He's a whiny little <laughs> wussy girl. Okay. So, you know, you're right about that. You know, I talked to somebody this morning about that very same thing. She was whining uh, and I was doing the kind of coaching that says, hey, you got to get off your butt and get to work. But, you know, she had a million dollar average sales price and she's saying, hey, it takes me more hours than the guy in Oklahoma City. Well, that's true, but you make 10 times the commission. So you make a $40,000 commission and the guy in uh, you know, wagon mound makes four thousand. So that's the difference. So the dollars per hour that you're going to earn is still going to be four hundred in either market. You might make more, you know, but um, it wouldn't be that much more, honestly. So that's the that's the challenge. You just have to make more calls, and you but you also have you get to make way more money when it works. So right. No, right. no more whining out of you is the moral of that story. So now you get them on the phone. <laughs> And uh, and you you've cold called me, so let me hear you cold call me. We'll we're, we'll call this role playing. By the way, I never recommend role playing, but we're going to do it on the air just so it's entertaining. Okay, you want me to be the you be the, the agent. Okay. Hi, Bob. This is John Fisherman. I'm with Keller Williams Realty. I was uh, just calling to see if you might be thinking of selling your house. Actually, I am. Great. Uh, where are you moving to? Don't say great. Okay? okay? I want you to lose that. And here's why. It's not great. My wife just died. She was the only earner in the family. And there's nothing great about that. Mm, that's true. Yeah. So you, okay. you're going to say, okay, where are you okay. moving to? Okay, where are you moving? I am moving okay. to uh, sunny Florida. F- Florida is how they pronounce it in New York, I believe. That's true. So um, when you get there, are you going to rent or are you going to buy a new home? I'm going to buy a used home. Okay. So now that used home, um, is that house going to be something that's bigger or smaller than the one you're currently living in? Okay. I'm going to do it with you. You say I'm going to Florida. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to Florida. Okay. When you go to Florida, are you going to rent or are you going to buy? 
I'm going to buy again. Say I'm going to rent. I'm going to rent. Are you going to rent for the rest of your life and never own another home, or are you going to rent for a while and then buy? Oh, I'm going to rent for a while and, and then buy. Okay. So when you say that, it leads me to believe – now, this is off record here. But when you say something like that, it leads me to believe you may have a money problem. And I need you to have a money problem because we're not going to get to do business together unless you have a money problem. So when you buy, is it going to be uh, a house or is it going to be a condo? Uh, it's going to be a, a house. All right. And do you think it's going to be bigger than the one you're living in now or smaller? It's definitely going to be smaller. Is it important to you that it is smaller or would it be okay with you if it was bigger? Um, well, I guess it'd be okay if it was bigger, uh, but I'm assuming it's probably going to be smaller. Okay. Do you think it's going to be more expensive or less expensive than the one you're in? Um, well, I live in New York right now, so I'd assume it's going to be less expensive. Are you hoping it will be less expensive or would it be okay with you if it was more expensive? That's a good one. Um, well, I mean, I'm hoping that it's less expensive, to be honest. Okay. So uh, with that in mind, so ding, 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 I found the money problem. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I get it now. Okay. Yeah. So the questions – now, these questions don't always work for every situation. So if somebody says um, – it's going to be bigger. And I say, is it going to be more expensive or is less expensive? And they go, well, it's probably going to be more expensive. Um, if they say, well, it's probably going to be less expensive, I go, it, would it be okay with you if it was more expensive? They go, no. Boom, I found the money problem. Um, so you just have to I'm, – I'm, I'm just looking to say that in their head – I want them to say, yeah, I've got a money problem I didn't even think of until this guy called me. That's kind of the, what we're hoping for here. And I'm only hoping that they have a money problem. I don't want people to have money problems, but uh, I'm not going to try and create a money problem where there isn't one. But if they have one, I want them to know it because if they have a money problem, there's a reason for them to use you because you are the guy, the only guy in real estate, the only person, the only agent they will ever meet that has this unique ability to sell their house for tens, in your case, hundreds of thousands of dollars extra, more than any other agent could ever get them. So if they don't do business with you, they're going to lose hundreds of thousands of dollars because of your price range. It would be tens or twenties of thousands in most other people's price range, but certainly tens. So if they don't use you, they're going to lose a ton of money. And if they realize that, then that's the reason to use you. If, if they don't realize that, there really isn't any reason to use you. And if they're okay with losing tens of thousands of dollars, they could choose any agent. It wouldn't matter which one they pick. They all do that. So you're dif differenti when you're a fearless agent, you differentiate yourself from every other agent, every other agent, mm -hmm. their relative who has a license their friend, the agent they listed with last time, you've got to be completely different than all those people. And one of the ways you get to demonstrate that is by finding the money problem. So now that we found your money problem, with that in mind, um, if I have an amazing strategy, and I do, 
and no other agent has it, and I know you know they don't. And it would 1,000% guarantee you that the buyer would grossly overpay for your house, and they'd be happy they did, and you would end up netting, after all the expenses are paid, tens of thousands of extra dollars, maybe fifties of thousands of extra dollars, uh, more than you could get any other way with any other agent. Is that something you would want to hear about, or are you allergic to money? Oh, I'd, uh, I definitely want to hear about that. Okay. So would it be fair to say what you would want to avoid is what all the other agents do, and I know you know what they do. They care about fairness to the buyer. They care about you being realistic on your price, and that's the kind of baloney that causes you to lose tens of thousands of dollars, maybe fifties of thousands of dollars, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars, like I happen to know all your neighbors who sold their houses did. I happen to know they lost. They sold their houses way too cheap. So is it fair to say that's the uh, that's the kind of thing you would want to avoid? Oh, yeah, for sure. I definitely would want to avoid that. Okay. So when I sell your house for way, way more than it's worth, you're not going to be offended? No, not at all. Okay. So when is the soonest you would be willing to open up your hand let me plunk the tens or fifties of thousands of extra dollars into it, and that would coincide with moving day, probably. Um, let's say about six months. Okay. So now let me just ask you this. If you knew for certain that by waiting six months, which isn't that long, but you would lose money, quite a bit of money, by waiting that long, would you have to wait? Um, well, Say how, how I money if I was, yeah, go ahead do that. I, I knew it. <laughs> well, how would I lose money if uh, I just had to wait six months, Bob? Well, it wouldn't really matter if you had to wait. Do you have to wait? Um, well, well, no, I guess I wouldn't have to wait. Okay. So with that in mind, to avoid losing tens of thousands of dollars, what's the soonest realistically you would move your plans up? And I'm not trying to rush you. I just care about you losing money. It doesn't matter. To um, me. It could be within two months. You know, I, I think that's fair. So. Are you married? I am married. Now, if your wife was sitting next to you and she heard you say that your house would be empty two months from today and you'd be in Florida, as they say, uh, would she look at you with that, are you kidding me look like my wife always looks at me with? Or would she go along with that? <laughs> no, she'd go along with it. I mean, both okay. of our kids are out of different houses, and um, they're moved out. We retired about six months ago. We're ready to go. We were just kind of waiting on some okay. things. All right. Um, but we don't want to lose money. Okay. So uh, – then here's here's what I'm going to recommend. Can I explain step by step exactly how I get you the tens of thousands, or in your case, fifties of thousands of extra dollars? Yeah, for sure. So step number one is we're going to meet. When we meet, the only thing we're going to talk about is how to get you the step by step plan to get you the tens of thousands of extra dollars. And I like to meet with people in the afternoons or the evenings. Do you guys have nine-to-five jobs? Or you said you just retired, right? We just retired, yeah. 
you know, I've got 7 p.m. on next Thursday. Would that work for you or would Friday be better? Uh, that first time works at 7 p.m. time. Okay. So, and that works for your wife also? Yes, I'll tell her about it. Anybody else moving with you? No, that's it. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's it. All right. So before we meet, I want to do a little homework about your house if I can. And by the way, bef- just thank you, Jonathan, for that. So um, mm-hmm. if any of the stuff that we're talking about on this podcast makes sense to you guys listening out there and you're earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you are open to the idea of having some help like Jonathan has had. If you would like to learn more, you can call me anytime at 480-385-8810. That's my cell phone number and let's just see if you and what you're trying to do in your real estate career and what we do at Fearless Agent, if it would be a good fit. If it is a good fit, you will get rich. If it's not, I'll tell you it's not a good fit, but I'll still help you. So um, I love talking to realtors. I don't want you to think you're bothering me. Don't email me. Don't text me. Always call me because there is no emailing or texting in real estate. I practice what I preach uh, or in sales, I should say. 480-385-8810. If you uh, want to, check us out ahead of time first. Go to fearlessagent.com. Watch our webinar. It's about 45 minutes. Take lots of notes. Go to the video training page. My guarantee to you is those free videos would be much better coaching for free than you would pay any other coach any amount of money for. And if you ever have a question, you can always call me because we want to help you. And uh, for those of the the folks that didn't hear last week's call, give, give them your experience with Fearless Agent Coaching real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh Honestly, one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. The, the best decision I've ever made. But you have a history of bad decisions in your life, don't you? <laughs> I, although that was me. Care. I'm sorry. I was, I was thinking of myself. <laughs> yeah, me too. So I understand. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, if you're even on the fence about it for a minute, just give give a give Bob a call and talk to him about it. Or you literally can't go wrong by at least talking to him. Um, if you're willing to put in the hard work and you're willing to do whatever. Uh, you know, the program tells you to do, it will work out for you. It's worked out for me. Uh, like I said, I got my first listing 12 days in the real estate, just following what I was told to do to a T and it's been going great ever since. So yeah, you literally can't go wrong. Just give them a call. You also have to put up with my jokes. That is true. Should we warn them about the <laughs> headlines of the day? When we have our group coaching calls, I do the headlines of the day. You know what today's headline was, by the way? I was looking in the headlines in the newspaper. It said, in most states, to get married under the age of 16, evidently you need a notarized permission from your parents. Uh, Related to that, you do not need a notarized permission to have your reception at Chuck E. Cheese. That's the thing. (laughs) See what I'm saying? Okay, that's enough of that. That's enough of that baloney. So now we have booked the appointment. Okay. Right. So after we booked the appointment, I'd say, you know, before I get off the phone, I I have to do a little homework about your house. Uh, How many bedrooms does your house have, Jonathan? Uh, It's got four bedrooms. And any other rooms like a den or anything like that that looks like a bedroom, but it's not? (laughs) I get that a lot, actually. Like a bedroom without Um, a closet. Yeah. No, it's, it's four legally built bedrooms. 
Uh, okay. Do you have any illegally built rooms that I should know? Okay. So how many <laughs> bathrooms uh, does the house have? Separate rooms. It's got three bathrooms. Three and bathrooms. Do, now, does anybody have a pool in New York? And where I live, people have pools. No, we got concrete in the backyard. Okay. So if you live in a market like mine, they'd say, do you have a pool? Do you have a spa? Uh, or a hot tub or something like that. Yeah, it's just a, just a garage here. You have a garage or something. That Do you have a fireplace? Uh, no, we don't. And is there, uh, in your kitchen, you have a built-in range oven? Is that yeah. true? Do you have a, uh, mm-hmm. a dishwasher built in? We had that installed, actually. Disposal? Um, that came with the house, so yes. Microwave? Not installed. We just bought one that's on the counter, so no. Pantry? Yes, we do have a pantry. Uh, island? Nope, no island. Ferris wheel? Any other features in the kitchen I should know about? <laughs> um, that's it. I mean, it's typical New York bathroom. Nothing to it. Okay. <laughs> Bare and, minimum. And then what about, uh, you said bathroom. They're cooking in the bathroom in New York. That's odd. But that's why I'm going to let that go. How about parking? Do you have a place to park your car? Uh, we do. Uh, we have a small garage that's attached to our single-family house. For one car? One car. Mm-hmm. And does it have an automatic opener? The door? Yes, like you press a button? One. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you have? do you have air conditioning? We do. Uh, do you have a fence around your yard? Only in the back, not in the front. And what would what would that be made out of? Chain link. If you were going to win a million dollars by guessing correctly, what price realistically do you think a buyer would pay for your house? Um, I think. Seven seventy-five. Do you have a covered patio on the back of your house? Uh, now I want no, you to no, I want no. you to hear what I just did there, okay? Because I think uh, you screwed I, I think you screwed that up on one recently that you told me about. I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> so I asked you the million dollar question, okay? And I slid it in after asking you a bunch of other questions. I asked you about the fence, and then I said if you were going to win a million dollars by guessing correctly what price realistically do you think a buyer would pay for your house and you said 775 and i immediately said do you have a covered patio on the back of your house so when you said 775 i didn't make a big deal out of it mm-hmm. now i might have thought oh he's <laughs> on meth that's crazy it would never be oh my gosh is he did he bang his head is he nuts and 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 just tell the folks the mistake you made on that question. Yeah, you asked it more than once or something like that. Really? Yeah. What happened was um, the fair market value of the house is let's say in the the, the less nicer side usually or four fifty. I've always found, but sellers when I write book an appointment with them, they say six hundred. So in my mind, I'm like, oh my god, kill me now. But then, like, <laughs> but so then so I, so, what happened when they said when they said six hundred? What did you say? So they said six hundred, and I asked them the million dollar question about three times, just reconfirming that that's 
after all said and done, that's that's what you think. And the lady actually got offended by it, you know, mm-hmm. which I understand, and called me back and canceled the appointment. Mm-hmm. So, so the uh, reason you asked it not, more than once is because, and you led her to believe, obviously, that you thought she was crazy. Or maybe, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I'm I, I, guessing. I would assume something like that, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, so just, you know, when they say that, you just go on to the next question. And then my next question is, do you have a covered patio on the back of your house, Jonathan? Uh, I, I don't. How about, uh, is there any kind of uncovered deck or anything? Or I'm just going to step out the back door and step in mud? No, just a couple of steps, and then it goes into just a very small uh, yard. Okay. And um, nothing nothing that's, like, amazing, I guess. Okay. And a family room and a living room in your floor plan? Just the living room, actually. Your house is built out of wood, brick, block, what? Brick. And uh, your roof is made out of what material? Uh, slate. And uh, how old is your roof? Do you know? Uh, about five years old. I got it done five years. How ago. long do, do I know nothing about slate? Uh, how long does that last generally? I wouldn't. By the way, I wouldn't ask that. I wouldn't ask that. I'm just curious on this for for real. How long does the slate roof last in New York? Forever. I'm not even sure. Okay, good that. enough. Now, um, do you have a laundry? Yeah, Your laundry is located where? Indoors or outdoors? We have a basement, so it's uh, you know, it's not. I'm not going to claim to you that. <laughs> One of our bedrooms in the basement is an actual bedroom. I'm glad you mentioned that because I don't ask about basements. In Arizona, we don't have basements because we don't have dynamite. So the uh, uh, the basement, is it finished or unfinished? It's unfinished. Concrete floors. Okay. And like two-by-fours and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Creepy, you know, like a freezer full of human heads, you that could, kind of thing. You, you could hit your Horror head on movie. the nail if you don't want to. Oh, goody. <laughs> uh, you're, you're making me stop it. You're turning me on. I can't wait to buy it. Okay, and then any room additions done to the original floor plan that you know of? Well, well, we turned, we added um, a dining room, but not in the sense where we added onto the construction. We just put up a wall make a separate dining room. Okay. What was there before the yard? Um, well, that was like the den area. Um, but any room additions done area. to the original floor plan, making it bigger than it was? No, no, we kept it the same. And then uh, is it, what year was your house built? 1950. Okay. Uh did it originally have only one bathroom? I think it did. Um, you know, looking back on it, that would make sense. Um, but we bought it back in... In 1950, uh, they didn't build houses with two bathrooms. Do you know why, Jonathan? Why? <laughs> they had not yet invented the Seven Eleven Big Gulp. That was the turning point yeah. in America. That's why we have four-bedroom houses with five bathrooms now. Those drinks are huge. <laughs> The uh, is it single level or multi level, other than the basement? Single level. Okay. Single level. And do you know who the builder was? 
I don't. Uh, we, we like I said, we bought it in 1980. We have no idea. We just, you know, purchased it and never looked back. That what far. did you pay for it in 1980? Um, I'm thinking a crack at this. Um, I would say we bought bought it for about 4.99. Okay, and I could look this up, but you probably know. Do you own the house free and clear, or do you still owe money on it? We owe it free and clear, actually. We paid our mortgage off. Okay. If you if you said I owe money, I'd say I could look this up, but you probably know how, roughly how much do you owe, right. and then, you, then you would tell me. Anything right. else I need right. to know about your house that would make it significantly different from the others in the neighborhood, good or bad, you know, backs up to a busy street, across from a school, sides up to a busy street, in a cul-de-sac, um, over-improved, under-improved? No, it's pretty much we kept the same, and you know, um, you know, we 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 we've watched all those home and garden TV network shows, but we don't fall for it. So we kind of kept. I do same. too, and whenever I yeah. see the realtor talk, I want to shoot <laughs> myself in the face. But that's just me, you know. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty much been the same. Um, the one thing we did add, though, is we added in our own personal sub pump. Um, instead of actually, wow, my own personal sump pump, you're making this sound far too glamorous, really. I I can't wait. Okay. (laughs) I had that on the listing actually. (laughs) That's right. Sump pump not included. Okay. So, uh, so that's how it's done. And now when we're going to meet next Thursday at 7 PM, right? Both you and your wife will be there. What's your wife's name? Uh, Jennifer. And Jennifer is spelled J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R. Is that correct? Yes. Correct. And I'm just going to confirm your address at 6442 East Palm Lane. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, so when, when I get there, all we're going to talk about is the magic trick that makes the buyer pay way too much for your house, and you end up netting the tens of thousands of extra dollars, unless... You have something else you'd rather talk about, do you? No, I mean, I think that's the only thing that's important. Okay. I agree with you. So, again, it's important. Uh, We're going to meet at 7 p.m. I'm not going to call you and remind you. We are adults, so you're writing this down. When I show up, you guys will be there. I'll be there right on time. Fair enough? Yep. Okay. I'll see you at 7, and thanks so much. So that's how it's done. Thanks again. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that way you're not going to cancel or forget or anything like that. Okay. Well, Jonathan, once again, folks, if you want to send your referrals to Queens, New York, Jonathan Sitcherman in New York, New York, the town so twice so nice they named it twice, 315-657-8086, toll-free day or night. So thanks for joining us again. For the second podcast you were on, you're the only guy that's been on two in a row, I think. Oh, I'm honored. Yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> Believe me, it's a big deal. I'm on all of them, though, so that's an even bigger deal. <laughs> so for those of you out there joining us today, please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. Again, you can always call me directly at 480-385-8810 and do give us a review of this podcast on iTunes, but only if you like it. You know, give us a five-star review. And uh, until next week, do what we always do when we're fearless agent. We always have fun. We always stay humble when we have these amazing skills. you got to be humble. And most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Thanks, gang.